European Heart Journal, Issue at a Glance, Volume 41, Issue 3. Focus Issue, Chronic Coronary Syndromes, by Editor-in-Chief, Professor Thomas Lucia. Read to you by Morgan Bryan. Chronic Coronary Syndromes, Expanding the Spectrum and Natural History of Ischemic Heart Disease. In patients with chest pain of cardiac origin, the underlying cause has been described as coronary artery disease, or CAD, ischemic heart disease, or microvascular disease, amongst other conditions. The new concept of chronic coronary syndromes, noted in the 2019 ESC guidelines that are part of this issue, tries to cover this wide spectrum and changing natural history of the disease, involving different parts of the coronary circulation, different mechanisms such as plaques or spasm and or periods of ischemia, or even infarction with stable ones, respectively. Over the last decade, the profile of chronic coronary syndrome has changed substantially. In the fast track entitled, Long-Term Outcomes of Chronic Coronary Syndromes Worldwide, Insights from the International Clarify Registry, Kim Fox from the National Heart and Lung Institute in London, United Kingdom, and colleagues determined current characteristics and management of 32,703 patients with chronic coronary syndromes over five years of follow-up. The primary outcome of cardiovascular or CV death or myocardial infarction was 8%. Independent predictors were prior hospitalization for heart failure, current smoking, atrial fibrillation, living in Central or South America, prior myocardial infarction or stroke diabetes current angina and peripheral artery disease. In those with prior myocardial infarction, angina was associated with a higher event rate of 11.8% versus 8.2% in those without it. Of note, in patients without prior myocardial infarction, event rates were similar with or without angina. Prescription rates of evidence-based secondary prevention therapies were high. Thus, despite high rates of prescription of evidence-based therapies, Patients with both angina and prior myocardial infarction are a high-risk group who may deserve intensive treatment. These clinically most important findings are put into context in a thoughtful editorial by Udo Zechstem and colleagues from the Robert Bosch Krankhauser in Stuttgart, Germany. Symptom-based pretest probability scores that estimate the likelihood of obstructive coronary artery disease, or CAD, in stable chest pains including the modified Diamond-Forrester score, have moderate accuracy. In their article, Machine Learning of Clinical Variables and Coronary Artery Calcium Scoring for the Prediction of Obstructive Coronary Artery Disease on Coronary Computed Tomography Angiography, Analysis from the Confirm Registry, James Min and colleagues from the Weill Cornell Medical College in New York, United States, sought to develop a machine learning model, utilizing clinical factors and the coronary artery calcium score to predict the presence of obstructive coronary disease on coronary computed tomography angiography, or CTA, in 35,281 individuals. Machine learning with coronary artery calcium score produced the best performance with an AUC of 0.881, compared with machine learning alone, AUC 0.773, the CAD consortium clinical score, AUC 0.734, the calcium score alone, AUC 0.866, or the updated Diamond Forrester score, AUC 0.682. Coronary artery calcium score, age and gender were the highest ranking features. A machine learning model incorporating clinical features in addition to the coronary artery calcium score obtained with CTA 
can therefore accurately estimate the pretest likelihood of obstructive CAD. In clinical practice, the utilization of such an approach could improve risk stratification and help guide downstream management. Other risk scores are based on CV risk factors, such as lipids. Besides LDL cholesterol, lipoprotein A and triglycerides, distinct ceramide lipids have recently attracted attention as they are able to predict CV risk, especially with cardiovascular death. In their article, Development and Validation of Ceramide and Phospholipid-Based Cardiovascular Risk Estimation Score for Coronary Artery Disease Patients, Mika Hilvo and colleagues from the Zora Biosciences OI in Espo, Finland, note that since phospholipids have also been linked with CV risk, they investigated whether the combination of ceramides with phosphatidylcholines would be synergistic. Ceramides and phosphatidylcholines were analysed in three studies involving 10,803 patients. A simple risk score based on ceramides and phosphatidylcholines was highly predictive of CV mortality, with hazard ratios between 1.44 and 1.69. In addition, a combination of the risk scores with the high-sensitivity troponin T increased hazard ratios to 1.63 up to 2.04. The C statistics for the risk score combined with sex and age was 0.76 for CV death. Thus, a simple ceramide phospholipid-based risk score can efficiently predict residual CV risk in patients with chronic coronary syndromes. These findings are further discussed in an enlightened editorial by Scott Summers from the University of Utah in Salt Lake City, United States. Once lipid-rich coronary plaques have developed, some may cause CV events, even in the statin era. Coronary plaques, with either features of rupture or erosion, are thought to be vulnerable to the underly acute coronary syndromes. The introduction of optical coherence tomography, or OCT, has opened unforeseen opportunities to diagnose features of plaque vulnerability. In the manuscript, relationship between coronary plaque morphology of the left anterior descending artery and 12 months clinical outcome, the CLIMA study, Francesco Prati from the San Giovanni Hospital in Rome, Italy, focus in this issue. In CLIMA, 1,003 patients underwent OCT of the untreated proximal left anterior descending coronary artery. At one year, the primary clinical endpoint occurred 3.7%. The presence of minimal luminum area of less than 3.5 mm squared, fibrous cap thickness of less than 75 microns, lipid arc circumferential extension of greater than 180 degrees, and OCT-defined macrophages were all associated with increased risk. The pre-specified combination of plaque features within the same plaque was observed in 18.9% of patients with primary endpoint and was an independent predictor of events with a hazard ratio of 7.54. Thus, the simultaneous presence of four high-risk OCT plaque features was found to be associated with a higher risk of major coronary events. These novel findings are critically assessed in a balanced editorial by Ik Hyong Zhang from the Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston, United States. An overall summary of chronic coronary syndromes and their management is provided in the first of our Year in Cardiology series. The Year in Cardiology, Interventional Cardiology by Andreas Baumbach and colleagues from the St. Bartholomew's Hospital in London, United Kingdom. They remind us that in 2019, Research in percutaneous coronary intervention focused mainly on the optimization of treatment strategies, the development of novel equipment and pharmacotherapies, and on risk stratification and identification of high-risk patients 
that will benefit from emerging therapies. Also, important clinical studies have been reported that examine the efficacy of different treatment strategies and stent platforms in patients with obstructive coronary artery disease. This issue also contains the 2019 ESC guidelines for the diagnosis and management of chronic coronary syndromes, the Task Force for the Diagnosis and Management of Chronic Coronary Syndromes of the European Society of Cardiology, or ESC, by Wilhelm Weing and colleagues from the ESC Scientific Document Group. Lastly, the issue is complemented by various discussion forum contributions. In a first contribution, Manoulis Kalistratos and colleagues from the Aslepion General Hospital in Athens, Greece, comment on the previously mentioned 2019 ESC Guidelines for the Diagnosis and Management of Chronic Coronary Syndromes, the Task Force for the Diagnosis and Management of Chronic Coronary Syndromes of the European Society of Cardiology. Johanny Kanuti and colleagues from the ESC Scientific Group respond to the contribution in a separate manuscript. In another discussion forum contribution, entitled Aspirin Desensitization Procedure in Aspirin Intolerant Patients, a neglected topic in the ESC 2019 Chronic Coronary Syndromes Guidelines, Matteo Bianco and colleagues from the AOU San Luigi Gonzaga Orbasano in Turin, Italy, also comment on the above-mentioned guidelines. Robert Storey and colleagues on behalf of the ESC Guidelines Task Force respond to this comment in a separate contribution. The editors hope that this issue of the European Heart Journal will find the interest of its listeners.